Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Loves a pitch. I'm your host, Carolyn Bergier. This is a podcast where I invite people to come on and sell their goods to you and maybe friends or acquaintances or frenemies or enemies of yours in hopes of connecting people who should be together. It advances the gay agenda, uh, which I think we could use some of that right now. Wow, the news is a nightmare. What else is new? Just a reminder, I have a live Loves a Pitch show. It is different than this podcast. It's not a podcast recording. It is a live dating show in Brooklyn where I pick eight people to pitch themselves to the audience. We have comedians who are judges. Uh, we have burlesque. It's going to be a really fun time. It always is. And that is April 30th. That's a Sunday at Come On Everybody in Brooklyn. And there is still a chance to apply if you want to participate. You just have to come up with a 90-second pitch and be willing to compete in any challenges uh, in the second round if you make it and answer some questions from the judges. Everyone has a fun time. At least I think so. I hope so. That you can find a link in the bio of either my Instagram at TGI Carolyn or this podcast Instagram at Loves a Pitch. I hope you're following both. There's also a Patreon. You can support this podcast and queer love in general. Yes, it does go to support queer love, right? It has to some way trickle down. I don't know. Patreon.com slash Loves a pitch. Check it out. There are a bunch of things that you can get, including extra content, ad-free episodes, join the Discord, all of that stuff. Okay. You know what is good in the news? My personal news to you. Today's guest. Is that news? I don't know. I'm just so excited. This was such a fun interview. And every time I talk to this person, I have so much fun. You may know them from the Diking Out podcast where they have been a guest a couple of times and it's so fun to talk to them all about love and her many amazing, amazing qualities that she will be pitching to you. So let's get right to it. Okay, today we're here with Colette McIntyre. Colette, how are you doing? Oh my god, I'm doing well. I'm kind of sweaty. That's not a great thing to open with for a dating <laughs> show. But I, I'm honest. I'm nothing if not honest. Before we get into your pitch, because I can't wait to hear it. Oh god, Colette, how do you identify? Yeah, it's a. Don't worry, it wasn't a trick question. <laughs> I identify as a queer woman. My pronouns are she/her. I think that's it. All right. Well. Let's hear it, Colette. I mean, I mean, I think I think you are a catch. That's why I'm always asking you to do my live show and asking you to be on this podcast. And now here is your chance to convince everybody else. Go for it. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. <clears throat> Pitch starts now. Don't you hate it when this happens? Okay, so we're doing this like a classic infomercial. So imagine this scene in black and white. You're on a couch, bored 
unstimulated, unsatisfied, hands empty, cozy blanket, nowhere to be found, room silent, your beverage, which isn't even fun or flirty, out of reach. Wouldn't you prefer a night like this? Okay, back to the scene. But wow, now it's in vibrant color. You're on the couch, you're laughing, engaged in scintillating conversation about the play and or movie and or opera you just saw on the date you didn't have to plan. One hand is holding a homemade cookie. The other is being lightly but lovingly massaged by someone who clearly exfoliates. A Jesse Ware song is playing softly. You have a vintage crocheted throw draped across your legs. There's a chilled pet gnat from Oregon right at your fingertips. Introducing dating Colette. Okay, so that's me. And that's what you should do. So I am a fat femme service top with an architectural triumph of an ass. I mean, it is high art. You would gago gaga if you were gago seeing it. That's a joke for my gallery girlies. Um, I'm passionate about combining patterns that do not match both terrible and great horror movies, karaoke, and anything and everything Countess Luann is doing at a given time. Most importantly, I'm a Pisces sun, Aries rising, and Aries moon. Water and fire? Ah! You know what that makes? Steam. Okay, in high school debate class, they said you needed a concession paragraph, so this is my concession paragraph. My skincare routine is long, unreasonably. I cry very easily at things that would probably shock you. The last thing I cried about in therapy, this is true, the Muppets. James Henson's Muppets. I won't explain it because it's not erotic. And finally, I absolutely want to tour the wastewater treatment plant in Greenpoint on a date. I think it'd be romantic. But these are all good things because they mean that you will always be appropriately sunscreened, that our relationship will always be a safe space for you to share any feelings, big or quote unquote, small. And there is simply no niche interest or weird whim that you may have that I won't be so fucking down to explore with you. In summary, I cannot promise that we won't ever fight because that's just not realistic nor healthy, okay? But I can promise that we'll have a lot of fun and that we'll hop inside every photo booth we come across and that I'll remember all your friends' names and that anytime you point at a plant or a dog or a weird building or a bird or a cool haircut on a stranger and say, wow, look at that, I will absolutely stop and really look. And again, just want to make sure that this is not lost. I am a top. Okay. I know that probably went long, but <laughs> I'd be going long, okay? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wink, wink. Folks, she understood the assignment. I well, I hope none of the other past guests are listening, because I have to say that is by far the best pitch. Oh That's my God, so good. You. I mean, is it wow. may not be fair. I do work technically in advertising. Don't hold it against me. I'm very anti-capitalist. <laughs> But I know how to sell a product. <laughs> I've also been working. I've been working on this in therapy for like the past two weeks. My therapist was like, do you want to read it out loud to me? And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Also, I know you said you weren't going to talk about it, but I have to know sure. about the Muppets. No, that's fair. I have to know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you know what, Carla? I will, I will tell you. So glad no one else is listening. 
Just kidding. So yeah, in therapy, I don't even know how it really came up. Oh, I think it's because my birthday is coming up. I am a Pisces, as Ephra mentioned. It is the season, yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Sad girl season. I hope everyone is feeling very tender. And I think we were talking about my birthday, and my birthday stresses me out. I'm sure many people can relate. Like, I don't – my energy is very look at me, but also do not do not look at me. And so I think, like, theoretically, I love the idea of a room full of people, all people I love, like, there to see me. But then I'm also like, oh, God, now there's a room full of people all there to see me. Like, what do I do with them? Uh, and so, you know, we were talking about like, what would I, in my dream scenario, like, what would I do? What would I want to do for my birthday if I was just focusing on me and my fun? And I said like, oh, I'd probably watch some sort of Muppet movie and force everyone to watch it with me. And then my therapist was like, oh, well, you know, what are your favorite Muppets? And I was like, finally, after a couple of years of working together, we're asking the important questions. <laughs> right. like, enough about my dad. Now we're getting into it. And while talking about my favorite Muppets... <laughs> I was like, you know, I spiritually identify with a Miss Piggy, clearly. But I was like, there's something about Big Bird that makes me feel, and I said the word safe, and I immediately started sobbing. (laughs) And my sweet therapist, both because she's an angel and also because I pay her and this is her job, was like, (laughs) wow, seems like we really touched a younger self state here. And then I was just laughing and crying and just saying over and over again, what is happening? Because it really (laughs) took me by surprise. But that's how deep I love. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, for a Pisces, that's not out of character. That's what I mean. I kind of figure that's like... That's for the course. Right. I mean, it's our love language. It's our reason of being. It's our only way of expressing ourselves is largely through tears. But I promise I'm not like sobbing all the time. And I'm a very charming crybaby, I think. Well, you mentioned... So you're talking about like having all your friends around. I feel like you have... A ton of friends. And this is just from me looking at every single one of your Instagram stories. But you are <laughs> always out with people. I'm always trying to to get on your calendar, Colette, to <laughs> hang out. But you you are a social butterfly. Okay. I mean, you know, I do. Is that correct? Like, or am I just like I fool, mean, fooled by the socials? I like people. I like being out with people and doing things. I've also like recently, I think in a in a post-2020 world, in a post-lockdown world, I'm trying to be more intentional about, like, if I live in this city, like New York, which is a very hard city, and I don't have any personal space, I live in, like, a dungeon, as I mentioned, then I, like, should take advantage of the things that make New York New York, you know? So yeah. I've been trying to do more New York-y things. I will say... It is not through lack of trying. Like, most of those people are people that I was like, let's smooch. And they were like, you're so fun. And I was like, huh? (laughs) But, you know, now we're all lovely friends. But I am not here for friends. Unlike (laughs) like every reality star, I'm not here to make friends. Yes. (laughs) Would you say that you have, like, a lot of friends who you, like – hang out with but it doesn't go real deep or do you have a few very deep friendships describe the makeup of oh interesting your social circle yeah i mean i would say a large number of my friends are also other queer women and lesbians so i think it's impossible i mean you can't even have a conversation in a like bathroom line with another queer woman without immediately being like and so yeah i was 10 years old when um, i was first experienced heartbreak and you know like yeah (laughs) i have a group of friends we all have therapy on fridays 
And so like every Friday, we're like, mm, happy therapy. Like, can we? And the day starts out very bright. Like our conversation with each other will be like, well, can we to like explore and unpack today? And then as we each of us slowly go into therapy and come back, the mood shifts. And we're all like, um, I feel devastated, wrecked, shipwrecked on the shore. And I grew up on Long Island. I'm sorry if that's a deal breaker. We all have flaws. But I, that means I'm very good at beer pong if that ever comes up. Well-versed in the Taco Bell menu if that's a skill set you're looking for. But because of that, then, you know, I have a lot of friends from high school. I went to college in the city. So I like I have a lot of I've just been here a long time also. Yeah. So it's not just because I'm like so cool and fun though I am. But it's also just like <laughs> I've stuck around in New York long enough that I think I've like forced people to know me. I would never have pegged you for Long growing up on Long Island. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a surprise. Yeah, this may shock you. Listener, if you could see me right now, know that I do not look like someone who would have really done well on Long Island. And I didn't. Shockingly, they weren't eating this up. They weren't like, okay, wait, hold on. You dress like a goth clown and you like are constantly shouting about socialism. Let's fucking hang. <laughs> and you mentioned, I mean, I love that. And I think a lot of people in New York felt that too of like, why live here if you're not taking advantage of everything that the city has to offer? And when everything was locked down, we just were even more sad about the rent we were paying. <laughs> yeah. For we're just you know hanging out inside but you go to a lot of shows a lot of different kinds of live performance mm -hmm. arts what have yes. been some of your favorite things of like the past year let's say in terms of shows you've been to art galleries i'm a real lady about town yeah i think for me, I love planning an activity. I love an activity. So again, if we're dating, don't even worry about it. I'm I will buy tickets. I have an Alamo membership, baby. We're getting center seats. And I we're getting the full meatball dinner while watching a movie. That's my complaint about Alamo. Not really the point. But I do have an issue with like people eating full bolognese while we're watching <laughs> some like quiet A24 film about a woman right. who like, turns into a rock. But <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I've been seeing a lot of plays. I'm trying to think of what, and like operas. I've gone to like the opera for the first time ever in my life recently. What'd you think? I mean, I really love the fantasy and the spectacle. Like I like the drag that comes along with the opera, which I understand is like not the point of being there. Like I should be like, mm, the artistry, the harmonies, the, I don't know, the arias. And I, instead I'm like, you get to wear a fancy dress and everything's gilded. Just truly like a bird, like, like a crow, <laughs> just seeing a shiny thing. But no, I do think I, I found it really like stunning and uh, an easy, just a casual three and a half hours spent watching like various European characters like waste away. It's always yeah, like a, a willowy woman wasting away, just eroding on stage. Um, but it's beautiful, soft, stunning. I think I'm overdue for for the opera. I've only went once and it was like a high school trip. And the I spent the entire time just being furious at everybody misbehaving. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you were like a real, I mean, I identify with this as well, but you were a real pleasure to have in class. You know, like you were a real uh, hanging out with the teachers or no. You know what? No, I I was a little bit of a, a troublemaker and full of mischief, but I take being, and maybe because I'm a performer, I take being an audience member very seriously. So I'm like, you, this is not the place to talk. Like, you can't sit here for wow three hours. You're like, in we've signed yeah. up for an exchange. There's a silent contract yeah. <laughs> we made where they give us song and performance, and we give them attention and applause. I agree. Yeah. I am a very enthusiastic audience member. Like, I would be happy to have me in any crowd that I was performing in. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, all of these events, I'm trying to go out of my, like, circles to also meet people, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to, not like, move outside of just, like, bar scenes or, I mean, as we mentioned, like, Lex cannot be relied on anymore. Like I am well, here. Was that your go-to before was Lex? I'm just so puzzled by anybody who finds success on that. I mean, I will say when like Lex first appeared on the scene, a very sweet and well-intentioned friend or like a couple of friends like really sold it to me. And they were like, Colette, like you'll do great on Lex. Like it's all about personality. And I was like, hmm, what is, hmm? what am I to interpret from that? I'm like, I also have an incredible face. So, yeah. like, I want to be sexually objectified as well. Um, but no, I mean, I did enjoy the, like, crafting uh, post element of it. But, yeah, I'm just kind of perplexed with the rebrand. It, like, reminds me of all the, like, Gen Z take. And I'm coming out with a hot take, y'all. Okay, this may be controversial, but it's a safe space. All these Gen Z, like, queer young in TikToks I see... It was particularly around like the kind of cottage core, the peak of the cottage core era when I would yeah. see all these like 19 year old girls were like, I'm just looking for like a girl to like hold hand and run through the daisies and like braid each other's hair. And then like in the sunset, we like feed each other tea and spoons of honey. And I'm like, cool, great. No, that's like so cool. Do you also want to fuck? Like just making sure, <laughs> do you want to fuck this person or are you just having like the best sleepover of your life i just like i don't know i feel like there's a world in which we've lost the like sex part of queerness yeah no there is a lot of discourse now about gen z being kind of sex negative like as millennials have gotten more sex positive um that gen z is very much not that but I'm yeah. I'm not on Twitter enough to fully pick a side or, or validate anything, but I do see murmurs of it. <laughs> First of all, you don't need to be on Twitter to pick a side. If anything, me being on Twitter should like disqualify me from ever having an opinion ever again <laughs> because my brain is broken. But yeah, no, I've seen a lot of like truly crazy takes where there are teenagers or people in their early 20s demanding like the Hayes code back which was like the stringent guidelines of what like 50s maybe earlier movie making that was like you cannot have kissing you cannot have anything deemed like lascivious and there are teens out who are like yeah absolutely like I don't want a sex scene anymore like give me just right. um, two characters shaking hands or nodding at each other across a room and that is hot 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 and that troubles me 
the most recent season of the L Word Generation Q had like a record low of sex seeds. And I don't know if anybody but millennials were bothered by it. I think they were like, oh, great. They're focusing more on these characters doing drugs in inappropriate settings. It that is doesn't like, add to the story. I mean, I don't know. We've got into it's a time, crazy. like, you know, the old joke of people being like when you would find Playboy or like Penthouse and they're like, oh, I read it for the articles. It's like, no, yeah. that is real now. People are skipping yeah. the erotic scenes to get back to like plot and character building. And I don't, what? <laughs> like, sure, I love a story. Listen, I'm going to the opera. There's not like full fucking fingering happening on stage for three and a half hours. <laughs> and I love it. I appreciate it. But Going to the wrong operas. Oh, I would love a bit more physical touch. It's, okay. Yeah. So it reminds me of in my effort to really be out and about on the town, right? In my effort to be like, I am a person that y'all should kiss. I went to last summer what was billed as and sold, like, advertised as a, like, hookup party. And it was, like, through a friend of a friend or, like, a mutual friend. And I was like, okay, here we go. And it was, like, focused on queer women and, like, non-binary people, trans men. And I was like, okay, this is exactly what I've been looking for. And then I see on the, like, invite, the start time, 4 p.m., and I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, this is what happens when queer women plan what is supposed to be a sex party. It was during the summer, starts at 4 p.m. So that is the blazing spotlight of day. And like, I don't know about you, but I don't want to hear the neighbor's kids like selling lemonade while I'm right. trying to discuss like who's the cum dumpster in the room. Like 4 p.m. is the time that you're supposed to be like, grilling dogs like passersby right. saw us in this backyard because it was out outdoor indoor like standing around and so we just looked like a bunch of dads waiting for a grill to warm up or like we were playing pokemon go and like instead of pokemon we're just collecting stick and pokes i'm like what is who how this can't be right and then okay so it starts at 4 p.m i'm like i'm not doing that i'm coming at least after sunset so i get there at like six something there are finger foods. Like, there are snacks laid out. And I'm like, what? We are the finger foods. Like, uh, we are, we are, just, what? I don't want to be using my fingers to, like, get a little cracker and cheese. Like, I should be fingering. Like, there was a spread of hummuses, all labeled. Like, one was, like, pine nuts in case you have a nut allergy. Oh, this one's, like, gl everyone's gluten-free. And I'm like, to me, it kind of takes away the, like, hot, illicit, anonymous, like, spontaneous nature of the hookup if I'm aware that the person I'm kissing has, like, a gluten intolerance. Like, now... Right. Like, what What if I have an EpiPen kink and now you just ruined <laughs> it for me <laughs> with these labels? Yes, I really... For me, when someone's throat starts closing up, I'm like, hold on. When I see that, I have a whole, um, I'm actually sponsored by Benadryl. Um, and so that's why I was there. <laughs> um, but I was truly, like, when I saw that's the snack so table, when I saw the spread, I was like, okay, I don't think, I don't think it's going to be happening here for me. I had some lovely conversations, but. What a good encapsulation of the Brooklyn queer scene. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. I, and listen, like. 
it is not fair of me to cut. Like I do, I I do feel very passionately that I'm like everyone needs to fuck more. <laughs> like we need to be hornier as a people. But I will also say, and maybe this like directly conflicts with what I was saying about or like my uh, identification with being a top, which is true. But I can also be very dumb because it later came out around that same kind of hookup party that apparently someone I was talking to asked about me, like through, was like, what's Colette's deal? Like, bop, bop, bop. And I was like, yeah, you know, Colette's single. Like, I believe she's looking. And the person was like, well, you know, I just felt like I felt like something was happening, but nothing really happened. Um, And then this was relayed back to me. I was like, oh, no, because I remember having a very distinct memory of that interaction and at one point being like in my head, like, oh, our faces are so close right now. Bizarre. And like taking a step back, being like, oh, I must have encroached. Sorry, I must have like maybe stepped forward. Maybe I stumbled. Ooh, got to pull back a little. Give this person some room to breathe. And I was like, oh, shit, mm, that would have been the time. So, you know, like I understand. I have a lot like, believe me, I am by no means like running through the streets full bacchanalia like waving a dildo in the air say like yeah. show hole but <laughs> i'm trying i mean if it makes you feel any better one time i had um a woman had her hand like under my sweater touching my waist and i was still thinking i'm not sure if she wants me to kiss her. <laughs> you're like oh she might just be checking me for eczema that she's is just a happy common- to see me <laughs> Just her hand might really have been comfy cold. Me. Yeah, <laughs> we're just like such close friends. She was cupping my butt cheek, but I thought, oh, you know, <laughs> that's just what friends do, right? Right. I mean, it also doesn't really help, or it's not assisted by the fact that, like, I've recently discovered my type. Like, I, I do. What is it? Okay, I know. Okay, I. Uh, and further, I do like identify as an equal opportunity employer. Or equal opportunity fucker. I don't know what you... Like, I have a full... Like, I have the range. It's open season. Like, put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. I don't care (laughs) what sport... I don't know. I'm mixing metaphors all over the place. But, like, anyone. Come on. Come on. Come all. But I was having a conversation again with friends where everyone was, like, talking about their type. And I'm like, classic. I was like, "Mm, I don't have one. And everyone was like, boo, that sucks. Um, and then one of my friends was like, no, you absolutely do. And I was like, wait, what's my type? And she was like, oh, shy nerds. And I was like, what? And then immediately, like, all the doors opened. And I was like, oh, fuck. I have a thing for Velmas. Like, pure ah! Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Vel- and it's like, sure, the aesthetics, like, absolutely. Like, give me a tank top and a pair of glasses. And I am yes. a humana humana, a wooga. <laughs> but I also think... I grew up in a household of all water signs. Like, I'm a Pisces. My brother and sister are also Pisces. My mom was a Cancer. My dad was a Scorpio. So, like, I think it's also the logic and deduction skills of a Velma that, like, really gets me going. I'm surprised you went with Velma and not Willow. Oh, well. I mean, she evolves. Right. I'm like, well, Willow was way more complicated. And I'm only attracted to people with no character development give me a (laughs) one-dimensional i'm kidding i'm kidding uh no willow certainly fits the type too but i think it really like part of it is those aesthetic markers unfortunately do 
tap into something like deep seated and primal for me. Like okay. a knee sock, a glasses, a turtleneck, like full librarian. Shush me, shush me in a library. And it is on. And for the record, like I know that I think there's like a new Velma thing, right? And I know that there's like a big like Daphne Velma thing. And like I don't identify as a Daphne at all. I identify much more as like old lady Jenkins who tries to like scare away potential buyers from my decrepit bankrupt clown school by like putting on a mask and pretending to be a ghost. Like that feels very me, which I think could lead to a lot of fun role playing between me and the Velma of my dreams, you know, like an unmasking. I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling bossy bottoms. Like there's a lot (laughs) that we can play with here. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I mean, Scooby snacks. (laughs) Well, now my mind's just going to the, the Scooby connection back to Buffy because everything leads back there. All roads lead back to Buffy. I mean, let's go. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. 
how does it feel to be a service top knowing that there is a shortage of femme tops, a national emergency, some might say? I mean, I'm honestly surprised that I'm not being thanked for my service more, like out yeah. in these streets. Like, where is my congressional medal of honor? It just feels, and like you would think, like, I'm like, I'm not an economy major, but like, well, the one thing I know is like supply and demand, right? And it seems right. like demand is high. And yeah. I have a supply. <laughs> so to me, I like, I, I don't have a ton of like, maybe this is a like, I shouldn't bring it up willingly, but like, I don't have a ton of like long term relationship experience, which I can understand seems like a red flag. And I agree. I think that is a red flag on y'all. Like, I think that's a red flag on the state of the queer union, okay? Like, y'all should be dating me. So it's it's not adding up. The math is, as a kid say, not mathing. What's your favorite way to meet people? Uh Uh-huh, that is a great question. And I'm like, let's call back (laughs) to the fact that I'm, like, standing outside the Met Opera essentially like a person with like a trench coat trying to sell watches except it's just like me being like hey y'all want a smooch hey hey you want a smooch over here? hey you want a smooch and it's like no i'm a billionaire 60 year old i'm a donor like get away from me so i don't know if i've like mastered yet the uh best medium for meeting people i really want maybe it's podcasting to- Right. I'm like, look at me here, <laughs> sitting yeah. on my living room floor, screaming, <laughs> screaming at my computer screen. I really think people need to bring back matchmaking. Like, I think yes. we need to take things into our own hands, quite literally. I would do a blind date in a second. My friends are lazy. That's what I'm trying to, like, collect people because I, I love that. I love trying to find people and put them together and set them up. But any time that somebody would tell me, oh, I'm single and I'm looking for somebody, I would like scan the catalog of Mm. queer women and like literally scroll through like past guests of diking out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, it feels like everybody's in a relationship. But then on the other hand, then it'll seem like I'll then come across single people and they're like, oh, I really want to date someone. I'm like, there has to be. Why can't I find enough? Right. You're like, surely there's a better way. No, I agree. I mean, I. Yeah. Listen, again, I would give you a Congressional Medal of Honor. Like, thank you for setting this up, using your platform and your power to get yeah. people laid. There is nothing more noble, I don't think, in this universe. Truly, That's how I power. feel. Yeah. Great power, great responsibility to make sure Colette is getting <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I also think and uh, this isn't prob- this is not like a universal problem, I don't think, but like for me in particular, what happens for me is that like I think I probably read too many of those Dear America books growing up. Like you know the ones that were like diaries of like a young girl who grew up in like colonial America and then like, oh, this is a girl who grew up during the Dust Bowl and you'd have like a beautiful silk ribbon in the book to like hold your page. Okay, you're not registering with this at all. It's fine. <laughs> the no, way I'm the like, girl it's looking I, at me right now. She's like, no, see, I had friends growing up. I had, I had friends, I did activities. I was an indoor kid. <laughs> it, 
Okay. It doesn't matter. It, it, <laughs> it sounds like the American Girl doll books of like these girls who grow up at different times, but this is different. Okay. You even saying that proves you don't get it. Like American Girl doll books. Okay. Filth. Disgusting. <laughs> Essentially fan fiction compared to the Dear America series that was high literature because these were historical footnoted, researched, and it was, like, written from the perspective of these girls themselves. All this to say, I read these, like, intense, like, old-timey narratives that, like, filled my brain. I constantly am finding myself in these, like, weird, erotic pen pal ships with people. Like, like girlfriend, not girlfriend behavior is what I call it. Like, I'm constantly sending these, like, long texts, or like long Tinder messages to people back and forth for like months as if one of us is like out to sea and the other is like home looking off the cliffs, like waiting to see our ship dock. I don't know how, I don't know why it never manifests to like a real date where we like sit across from each other and like drink beers. But instead we're like spending a year, like a Ken Burns documentary, like I'm in the Civil War eating a can of beans, just like, dear Jamie, today I thought of you again when I saw a sunflower out in the field. I don't know. Is it because you don't want to make the first move and say, hey, let's grab coffee or let's grab a drink? I mean, yes and no. (laughs) I will take some responsibility, some accountability (laughs) here. And say, I mean, as you could tell from when I was like, our faces are close. Gotta move, move away. I I have the affliction that I think many, a lot of people do, but I, for some reason, I do think it's very, the percentage is higher among like queer people, particularly like queer women, where I think sometimes it's hard for me to gate. I'm like, what's happening? Are we best friends forever or are we gonna kiss? Yeah, I've definitely fell into the trap of like putting out what I thought were very obvious signs. And then when anyone else, like any other friend or my sister reads the text, they're just like, Colette, that was you didn't ask someone to this movie. You just said, I love movies. That's not <laughs> a proposal. That's not a date. <laughs> That's just an observation, not quite the same thing. So I don't know. I mean, I'm definitely trying to get myself out of this pattern, but I, I don't know. I'll always be sending long texts. Again, I'm sorry if that's a deal breaker for you. That's something we <laughs> got to be aware of ahead of time. I send paragraphs. Like, we have indentations in my text. It's it's hard to know. Everybody has a different text style, but but I love a good text banter. Like, the only person that I don't want to receipt text from is my mom. That's it. <laughs> but, like, anyone else, I'm just like, yes, this is, like, most of the reading I'm going to get done for the week is, like, <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Do- I, haven't, I haven't read a, a book front to back in years. Oh, see, <laughs> so that's a long text. With the voice memos that now I send? It's oh. it's on and now it's audible. Okay, I give yeah. you in all different mediums. That's a personalized podcast, right for you. I mean, another plus talking about mom. This is probably well. I'm just saying, like my dad's dead, so you don't even have to meet him. So that's one less parent that you need to charm. Okay, I only have one. That's low maintenance queen. I'm a low maintenance queen. I only got one. Come comes wow, come date me. No one be like you don't even have to meet more dads. That's hello. That's another win. Colette, I love that you have like 
a million selling points and you're like, and if these aren't enough, my dad's dead. My dad's, listen. Let's put a, let, let's put a spin on this. Let's really try to figure, I'm just trying to find people. I'm trying to hit them where they live. I understand if you want to meet another man named Sean, got it. But I would love to meet your dad. I love parents. I do think that is like one of my favorite things about hanging out with like any new people. Like I love meeting people's parents yeah. and I will charm them. Of course. I give good mom. I've also fucked a mom. <laughs> yeah. I say that as if I haven't, but me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, just uh, ever emphasizing that I have range. There are no hard limits here. Right. Like not even in terms of eight. Come on. Come all. Um, I'm like the Statue of Liberty of hooking up. Bring us your tired, your huddled masses. But... Yeah, this happened when I was, I mean, I guess it's less crazy now, right? Like, because we're in our 30s, so, like, people are parents. But this happened when I was 22, 21. Um, oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not, like, talking a, like, young, cool mom. I'm talking, like, I was going to say, mom. was she a teen mom? <laughs> no, no, no. She was a mom at a very... I, I don't mean, like, she was a teen when I have... I mean, like, she no, had a baby as a teen, and then you met her, and she was, like, a little bit older. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> I totally... I know. Listen, listen, I already came after Gen Z so hard. They're not listening to this. We're fine. <laughs> no one's gonna... No one's gonna hurt us. But... Yeah, I was like 21. I was in a like very bizarre Irish bar in Murray Hill. It's because one of my lovely heterosexual friends from college had a crush on like the Irish man who bartended there. You know, we we were hanging out. I was pretty drunk. And it was just like true, you know, a, a, a regular mom was sitting at the bar and I struck up a conversation with her. And again, I cannot emphasize just like how much of a regular mom this person, like had a lot of tissues like in her sweatshirt pocket. Didn't seem like at no point when I approached it was I like, this is going to be a sexual conquest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we were having a pretty normal conversation in my head. And then she asked if I wanted to step outside to smoke a cigarette. And I was like, I don't smoke, but... Absolutely. I love I love that New York air. Anytime I can soak it up, get me out here. And we went outside. And then the next thing I know, we're like really tonguing down hard. And I remember in the midst of it, making direct eye contact with the bouncer who looked at me with the expression that was all to say like, ma'am, what is happening? And I, I like I had the thought in my head where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm <laughs> I am fin I'm going wherever this goes. So you know, I went to her hotel. Bop, bop, bop. What we discovered is that she was in town, hence the hotel. She did not live in New York for her son's graduation. Uh, wow. Of college. <laughs> Or high school? We didn't ask. I thought, best not to know. Probably. It wasn't kindergarten. <laughs> yes, can confirm it was not middle school graduation. But, you know, it was it was fun. Yeah? <laughs> but definitely a surprise. A surprise to me. And maybe this is the answer. Maybe I'm like, I should be looking for more moms. I think I would be a great stepmom. I was going to say, I think you need to hang out in hotel lobbies more. Um. <laughs> Great. Okay. What I'm taking away from the podcast is I need to like pretty woman it. Like I, I just need to 
linger around bars. I mean, I'm not against it. I do think that there is an underserved market of women interested in hooking up with women who are from out of town, who have a hotel room, who have like one free night in New York if they're here for work or their son's graduation or a wedding or whatever. And they have that like one night that they get away and like all they want to do is have sex with another woman and they don't know the best way to go about it. Like there, I think there could be an app specifically for this, like just in New York city. (laughs) Yeah, I think there is an, it's called Yelp and I'm going to be making myself a page. I'm deleting my Tinder. I'm going to write my phone number and put a photo of me under like the Yelp page for the M&M store. I'm going to be like, come find me and come. Well, I feel like a, a lot of the cubbyhole, because that's like one of the mm. more well-known bars that you'll find at cubbyhole. A lot of people who are in from out of town and a lot of women who are just kind of showing up there by themselves. Mm-hmm. If if you can peer past all the men who are at the cubbyhole now, all of the, the cis gay men. Yeah. I'm like, y'all have everything. Can we have one thing? Right. Last time I was there, they're like, oh, like somebody just got engaged and we're like Woo, look over and it's two gay two men. men i'm like oh, oh. enough <laughs> enough go to marie's crisis where you belong get the fuck go to julius get out of here um Carol, okay this is opening up a lot for me like everyone star me on google maps make me a prominent yes. um new york landmark new york landmark you go to the top of the Empire State Building, you walk on the High Line, you have your first uh, sexual experience with a woman with Colette. This is yeah. what New York's all about. And then you get a frozen hot chocolate at Serendipity, Serendipity. and then that's your trip. That's your trip. You never have to come back. Except you will, because you'll want to see Colette more. <laughs> hey. I'll even like set up a photo opportunity. Like, you know, when you're on an amusement park ride and you like are coming down from the big yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like peak and then there's like that right. photo moment. I'll do that. To, I'll catch a little photo moment. <laughs> and you're having like an orgasm right in the middle of it. When I like first take out my titty, I'll like take a picture. I'll make like you'll have a whole scrapbook um, paraphernalia. Okay. That leads me to one of the questions I had. Would you consider dating a Disney adult? Woo! Um, wow. Oh, Carolyn. You say um, you're open. I want to know what are the exceptions. Oh, man. It would be hard. I, um, yeah. Like, are we talking Disney adult in that they're like, they have multiple ears. They like buy those lounge fly yes. backpack. Oh, no. Yes. Like, you're going every year you're creating a lifetime of magical memories but also a lifetime of debt that neither of us will be able to get out of because that is expensive yeah i didn't think i had many deal breakers i think you found one i was also (laughs) trying to think the only one that i came up with like when i was you know pitter-pattering around today making my breakfast yogurt thinking like oh what what are we going to talk about on Love's a Pitch. And I was like, okay, I think for me, a deal breaker is also, I don't know if I'd be able to date anyone who has an Instagram account for their pet. And then like the captions are written in the voice of said pet. You know, like, 
mommy took me to my favorite park today where I got to like hang out with the other doggos. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that might also be I think another. I think those are good. I don't know. I think those are two, two specific call outs. I think it's good to narrow the pool a little bit. Right, because right. up to this point, I'm like, anyone, just come, we'll figure it out. Just show up to my door. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, besides all the, like, typical, you know, like, no racism, no transphobes, you got it, like, right. be a good tipper, like, don't be an asshole to people in the service industry. Like, those, I think, are pretty, I don't know, at this point, common or hopefully understood. So, you know, you mentioned that you would love some some smooches, some mm-hmm. sex. Sure. What are you looking for relationship-wise? <laughs> like, do you, do you want a serious relationship? Are you monogamous? What's What are you? Now that I'm reflecting on everything I've said for over the past hour, I am like, why am I going full, like, American Pie character? I, <laughs> I, I have just been like, show me them titties. <laughs> Like that is not at all. Like I'm check very... out this finger food. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, um, <laughs> I, everyone! I am so sensitive. Like I majored in poetry. Okay, like I am a romantic. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wait. Think... You're the third Pisces I know who majored in poetry. What is happening? It's all, it's all we're third, allowed. Third queer Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, first of all, thank you for not making me feel special nor unique. I like to think <laughs> that my choices are one of one, singular. But no, it is legally all we are allowed to contribute to society. What do you think? We're going to like do science? No. No one can have us sobbing over open heart surgery. But <laughs> yeah, I would say that I am looking for... Any sort of, I'm open, I'm looking for connections and definitely open to a relationship. I theoretically am down with polyamory and open relationships, ethical non-monogamy. In practice, I've never done it. I don't know if I could successfully. I think it would take the right person and situation. But let's just operate on the assumption (laughs) That I am looking for a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Strong preference, let's say. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> yeah. If we're going to like Kinsey scale breaker. it. Yeah, but, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. I I right. am open and interested. I mean, and if like, you're good at those long text messages, that comes in handy when you're practicing non-monogamy. Like <laughs> just a lot of over Oh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be very clear about how I'm feeling at all moments. Don't worry. But then I worry. I'm like, that's too much text to send someone else who has like other partners. That's what they signed up for. That's what they signed up for. You're right. You're right. Uh, I care too much. That's a, uh, my one flaw. I care <laughs> too much. Do you want kids? Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this the kind of... Is that, that's Is... so rude of me. No, so I'm just like, are these the questions that people are answering? Um... No. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, not actively. I Again, I think I'd be a very enthusiastic stepmom. So if you already have a kid and they're like pretty, you know, well found, like the all built already. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm totally cool to come in, you know, if they're like 15 and they just really want someone who will send them playlists. Yes, that is the parenting I'm here for. Did that go through your mind when you slept with that mom that one time? You're like, I could be <laughs> the stepmom. Well, I think that's when I was like, I'm not going to really ask how, like what which graduation this is because right. I we don't need to highlight that I perhaps am the same age of said right. son. And um, though I would love, I mean, the power of coming in as like a stepmom to a straight, like being the same age of this like straight young man yes i just like i love the idea of like flipping the cultural narrative around milfs on its yeah you know i love that okay one last question okay i have for you is what's something that people are usually surprised to learn about you oh that's such a good question i mean i will say though i've like led with it very hard on this podcast recording in particular. I do think my like Pisces vibes in general surprise people. You know, we're we're both in comedy. I am pretty loud and a full buffoon in person, particularly in like large group settings or when you're meeting me for the first time. So I think people are often struck by how much of a tenderoni I truly am underneath it all <laughs> or how noodly I can be, though not all people, I will say. It doesn't surprise a lot of people. Not to name drop. Not, but if not now, when? And if not for a, like, queer dating show, why do I even have this experience? Um, but, you know, my dear close personal friend, Channy Nicholas, um, <gasps> maybe you're familiar. <laughs> not, we that know each other. We've worked together a couple of times. We've DM'd. I love her. I mean, I'm a stan as much as anyone. But the first time I met her, I was doing this like work project with her. Um, I was like on the shoot. We were talking and, you know, I was really trying to be so cool, so subtle, like not at all immediately asked the first question I wanted to ask, which was like, what time do you think I am? Like, whatever. And I think she could see, like, she's obviously like so emotionally intelligent, like so tuned in. Like she knew right. as much as I was trying to say like, oh, yeah, you know, you or, do you enjoy these pretzel snacks? Yeah, I really find um. I love how insulted, whatever, like she could see that the bad casual conversation I was trying to have was all just like a mask, a veneer. And like behind it was this like desperate astrology fangirl. And so she like did me the huge favor of eventually seeming a little begrudgingly be like, so what's your sign at a certain point? And I was like, well, I'm a Pisces sun, but I'm an Aries moon and Aries rising. So not a lot of people actually know that. Like not a lot of people can tell. I'm Like it's pretty like subtle. Um, you wouldn't really know unless you know me. And she starts laughing. And she's like, no, everyone can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, damn, <laughs> seed. But I do, I do think people tend to be surprised that I am pretty sensitive. Yeah. So, Colette, I know we've cast a wide net but in terms of who you want getting in touch with you, first of all, how do you want them getting in touch? I would be so honored if you just gave me a good, give me a good old slide of the DMs, okay? Because right now all I'm getting are like very strange 
jewelry companies that I do not think are real. I think they're multi-level marketing scams. And they're like, yes, come, come model our ankle choker and i'm like i don't think that do we have ankle jokers um so but they're also like be part of the movement like they they really try to sell it as something bigger than it is yeah they're like this is a feminist leadership program yeah i'm like is this next what is happening but yeah please get in those dms my handle is at young baba yaga y-u-n-g-b-a-b-a-y-a-g-a um, yes, I think I am the modern day equivalent of a Russian witch who lives in the woods on a house on chicken legs. Is that not hot? <laughs> and you're going to want to look at that Instagram anyway, because it's the only way you're going to see this incredible ass. And also, I love your style. I think you have such Aww. great style. Every time you post on Instagram, I'm like, ah, she does it again. Another <laughs> another amazing Thanks. outfit. You know, I love your style. I'm obsessed. So definitely. But also, yeah, slide in the DMs. Now, are you open to like long distance? Do we have to be New York based? Uh, is there an age range? I mean, I guess the age range is that I prefer not to do much younger. I'm 32. I think late 20s would be as young as I go. I don't know if you're particularly precocious. Maybe try anyway. Um, I love someone who really, like a real scamp who just wants to give it the old try. Um, I love an underdog. I think late 20s and then honestly, whatever, and up. And then, oh, long distance. I mean, yeah, we've made it, I'm also made it clear that I can be a very fun pen pal. I'm like trying to get out of that. But listen, if you got sky miles that you're trying to use, or if you travel frequently in New York, yeah, let's make it happen. All right. Colette, thank you so much for pitching yourself. Uh, you're really raising the bar in terms of pitches. And you got to keep me posted. Thank you. Okay, folks, I'm not exaggerating at all when I tell you that I think uh, Colette is such a catch. It's crazy that she's single. I always want more Colette in my life. Maybe I created this podcast as just another vehicle to get Colette to talk to me. When I follow her on Instagram, I see her stories. She's always out. Looks like she's always hanging with the most fun people, having the most fun time, seeing uh, so much like theater and just at at all the spaces eating the best food and she has such great style I mean I know this is a lot of stuff that I said during the episode but I really need to emphasize what an A plus quality person Colette McIntyre is so if you think you are worthy of Colette don't be intimidated hit Colette up truly a treasure of a human being okay speaking of treasures follow me on Instagram at TGI Carolyn or follow the pod account to see clips uh, from these interviews you can also see images of the guests everybody is tagged there that's at loves a pitch Uh, If you want to help keep this podcast going, because we have so many more stories to tell, so many more people to pitch, people to connect, go to patreon.com slash loves a pitch. That is so important in helping me keep the pod going. Also, another way you can help if you don't have extra dollars, it costs you nothing, 
nothing to rate and review this five stars on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. I think you can review if that's where you listen to podcasts as well. This podcast is produced and edited by Caitlin White and the music is by Velico. Thank you so much for listening. And just a reminder to everyone, just because you can find pictures of me as an adult at Disney does not mean I'm a Disney adult. And not that there's anything wrong with that. There's not. I just don't want to mislead anyone. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.